Hi everyone, welcome back to the Oregon Wedding Podcast. I am the host, Michael Trevino. I'm a professional DJ here in Oregon and the founder here at OWP. Episode number two, and today we are talking about wedding planners or venues. Who should you book first? So that's our topic today. Now, any checklist that you find online, it's going to tell you to look at booking your venue or your wedding planner first, at least 12 months in advance. And I, as a DJ, 100% agree with this statement. Now, I had talked about bringing on as many guests as I could to this podcast, and I considered inviting a wedding planner and a venue owner on to give their opinion. But throughout the course of this podcast, we're going to have lots of different wedding planners on and lots of different venue owners on. So instead of trying to find one to represent the group, I'm going to have them, before they come on for whatever episode they're coming on for, I'm going to have them listen to this episode. And at some point in that podcast, I'll ask them what they think. So Make sure that you are subscribed, and as you listen through future episodes, know that we'll have wedding planners and venue owners giving their two cents about the importance of their particular field and why you should book them first. But I'm going to give you my opinion here on this podcast. So um, I'm going to skip to the end, and I'm going to give you my, my conclusion up front, and that is... As you probably guessed, there is no one right answer to this question. Every couple is different in the way that they approach their wedding. So there is no right or wrong way to go about answering this question. But I'm going to give you some things to think about. I'm going to give you some questions to ask. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on this process to hopefully help you figure out the best way to answer this question yourself. Now, before you even get to looking at venues or wedding planners, there's one thing that you need to consider before you approach that decision. And that is your guest count. This number is so important in the planning process. Even at this stage, even if you're 12, 14 months out. It's important for a number of reasons. First, it will limit which venues you can even look at. Some wedding venues may not be big enough or some wedding venues may be too big to host your wedding. But you're not going to know that if you don't have some idea of the kind of wedding that you want to have. Now, nearly every vendor that you talk to is going to want to know the answer to this question up front. Your florist, your caterer, the rental company. And you guessed it, your wedding planner and your venue. They're going to want to know a guest count. Now, you don't have to have a specific Uh, number in mind, but you have to know, do I want a small wedding, you know, 50, 60, 70 people? 
Do I want a mid-size wedding, 120, 150, 175? Or are we planning to have a big wedding, 200, 250, 300 or more? Have an idea before you get to talking to a wedding planner or a venue. Really think about it. Think about your budget and your your vision if you have one at all yet. But you should really have an idea of the guest count before even jumping into this first question. So that said, let's dive into wedding planner or venue. In my experience, what I have found is that couples will fall into one of two camps. And depending on which camp you're in, I'm going to suggest something a little different. Now, couples in the first camp are those who have already fallen in love with a venue. It is a central part of their vision. It has impacted the types of flower arrangements that they want to have. It has impacted the color scheme. It has impacted the cuisine. It has impacted the, the what the groomsmen are wearing. It is an important part already of your vision. You may have a special connection to it. It may have special meaning to you or your family. If you are in that camp where the venue is set, you know in your heart that's where you want to get married. If you're in that camp, I suggest that you and you go and book that venue as soon as you can. There is no doubt, you have no doubt that you want to get married at XYZ. And no matter what else, it's not going to be as important as having your wedding there. Then I say you go and book it and book it as soon as you possibly can. Now, that's the first camp that I've I've seen couples in. It's set. They know it. It is part of their big day. And if you're in that camp, I say go, definitely go and book your venue first. Now, those in the second camp are couples who either one have no idea where where to start in the planning process. They're at square one. They have nothing more than perhaps a budget in mind, and that's it. They have no date picked out, they don't know the type of wedding they want, nothing. If you're that couple or if you're a couple that maybe has a vision in mind or you know the type of wedding you want to have, yeah, we want to get married in a, in a vineyard or we want to get married in the gorge or we want to get married on the beach, but you don't know what specific venue to look at, which work better for other things that you may want to do, if you're either one of those couples, then my suggestion would be to find a wedding planner to help guide you through that process. 
they are going to be extremely helpful in helping you dial in your vision and not just working with a potential venue, but all of the vendors that go along that need to work with that venue. They are going to have expertise in doing that. So if you're in that first camp where you have a venue in mind and it is already a part of your vision, it's part of your wedding, then I strongly recommend that you book them first. Get that set and then immediately find yourself a planner to help work you through the next step in planning your wedding. If you're unsure, or maybe you have an idea, but you need a little bit of help in that final push to pick a particular venue, then I say find a wonderful planner to help guide you through that process. Now, this is one of the most difficult decisions that you will have to make in the wedding planning process. So it is a little more complicated than what I just talked to you about. I want to give you some things to think about. Whether you're in either of those camps, I want to give you some things to think about to help you make, to further help you make your decision. First, if you're in that first camp and you have got your heart set on a particular venue, I mentioned as soon as you book it, immediately find yourself a planner. And here's why I said that. Every venue is a little different. And every venue will present you with different challenges that you may not know of or think of until you really start planning out some of the details of your particular wedding. Now, I'm going to give a real world example here of what I'm talking about. There is a wedding venue that has absolutely gorgeous scenery. And it started out years ago as just a really nice landscaped backyard that belonged to a couple. And one of their friends got married there, and then their friends also wanted to get married there, and so on and so on. And and it has grown to a full-on wedding venue with a paved parking lot and on-site staff and so many great things. It is a great place. We've worked out there a number of times. But there's one little thing. This particular venue has pretty strict noise restrictions. They have a decibel limit and they don't allow subwoofers. Which is totally fine. There's lots of venues that do the same thing. However, this particular venue is so big that your average DJ will have a very difficult time providing sound coverage. So now during the ceremony, not all of your guests are going to be able to hear what's going on. During toasts, not everybody is going to be able to hear what people are saying. During the dance, 
you may not get the most out of your DJ, especially if you spend some money on a decent DJ that has good equipment. It's going to be a little bit of a loss at this venue. Now, this is just one example, and most couples don't don't notice this. They don't plan for this until they've already signed and booked it and paid their deposit, and we might be a few weeks out from the wedding. Now, this is just one example. Now, every venue may have a similar challenge for a different venue. Some venues may be more difficult to work with if you're a florist or if you're a catering company. So every venue is going to have something different. And unless you've really, unless you've been through a full wedding at a particular venue, you're, it's going to be hard to anticipate some of these problems. So if you're in that first camp and you are in love with a venue, I encourage you to do a site visit and see if you can maybe connect with a couple that has been through the entire process and just get some feedback from them. See if you can get a few things that maybe you hadn't thought about that they could help you with. And a way that you can get through that through some of those challenges, as I've mentioned, is to hire a planner as soon as you get that uh, venue booked. So that's why I encourage you to do that. Now, let's talk about those of you that are in that second group. Those that are a little unsure or you need some help narrowing it down. And my suggestion to you was to find a planner to help you get through that. An advantage of hiring a great planner is They have experience and expertise in the type of wedding that you want to have. You know, if you want to get married in a brewery, a good planner is going to know what venues are available, especially the ones that they've worked at. But that's the one thing that if you're in this camp, I want you to think about. So those of you that are looking to hire a wedding planner first, here's what I want you to think about. You're paying you're paying a wedding planner for their knowledge, experience and expertise. That is a bulk of what you are paying a good wedding planner for. Now, they do so much work, but the experience that they bring, that they will bring to your wedding is it really is priceless. Especially for those wedding planners that have extensive experience at a particular venue. They are going to be able to troubleshoot just about any problem that may arise on your big day. And that is absolutely priceless and why I recommend every wedding should have a wedding planner or at the least a day of planner. Now, that is by far their biggest asset in my opinion. But it can also be a little bit of a limiting factor for those of you who don't have a particular venue in mind. Know that when you go wedding planner first, they're going to give you their experience, but their experience is with venues that they've worked with before. Now, that's not to say a wedding planner isn't going to work at a venue that they've never been at before. But they are, in order to maximize what you're getting out of your wedding planner, 
then you're going to want to work. You're going to want to listen to them and go to the venues that they have had success with, that they know the ins and outs of. You're going to want to use the vendors that they suggest, that they've worked with, that they have relationships with, because that's the whole point. So just know that when you talk to your wedding planner and you're and you're trying to decide on a venue, my suggestion would be don't be afraid to ask the question, you know, hey, are there any venues that you think may work with our theme, our vision that you maybe don't have a lot of experience at? And can we at least discuss or take a look at them? That's my one piece of advice. If you're going that route. So those are my, those are my thoughts. That's what I think about this question. So just quickly to recap, guest count, guest count, guest count. I can't stress that enough. Have an idea of the guest count before you even start to look at venues or look at wedding planners. So many of the decisions that you make are going to be dependent on that. Now, I've, I'm married. I got married in 2019, and I didn't realize how important the guest count was until we started organizing everything and booking vendors. And we waited a while to really put our guest list together, so we didn't really have an idea of how to answer that question So a lot of the vendors that we initially reached out to, we kind of had to put that on hold because we had to think about, well, how big of a wedding do we want to have? Are we inviting cousins, kids? Are we having no kids? What are we doing? So it would, it's going to help you tremendously, I think, to at least have an idea or at least think about it or talk about how big of a wedding you want to have, what your potential guest count may be. So again, no right or wrong answer, but I hope that some of this information and my thoughts and my opinion on this help you to arrive at a decision that works best for you. So that's what I think as we have wedding planners and venue owners on the show, I'll have them listen to this and uh, I will get their thoughts on, uh, on the record here for future episodes here on the Oregon Wedding Podcast. So we are going to be, we, I'm going to be dropping a new episode of the Oregon Wedding Podcast every Thursday at noon. That is the plan going forward. Um, Next week, the topic will be timeline basics. I'm going to walk you through some things you need to know about timelines, order of events, just some things to think about. That is the plan for next week's episode. I do plan to have a guest on next week's episode. Still working to get that uh, dialed in, but uh, we'll have our first guest on the Oregon Wedding Podcast for next week's episode. Focus will be timeline basics. So, I'm Michael Trevino for the Oregon Wedding Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you are subscribing. 
We uh, should be by now on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all of them. So be sure to subscribe, hit the like button whenever you can. I greatly appreciate you listening and greatly appreciate your support. I hope that you, out of this episode, get at least one little nugget that you can take, and I hope it makes your wedding just that much better. So again, I'm Michael for the Oregon Wedding Podcast. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Until then.